0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm
1: Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory count, and Foreman is as poised as can be!
0: Let's get it started
2: in here
1: no disrespect so when i bust my rhyme, you break your neck we got 5 minutes for us to face. Oh, yeah, 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 All yeah, yeah. yeah. tradition Cause when we be out fully right it crazy Pass comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Goal! <dalej> Let's get it started. Ha. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Uh-huh. Let's, get it started Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started.
2: What's up, what's up, everybody? We are back, and it is another week of football. I am reigning supreme right now, and that is... Something I could say about Xander a little bit as well. He's having a great start. He's five and one on the year so far in college football. But I am the Sultan of SWAT, the Sultan of picks, whatever you want to call it. I'm six and zero oh to start, and I don't want to brag so much about my unbelievable start. What I do want to talk about is how we here at the Sporting Edge are Boomer Sooners. We are Team Sooners. We are Team Baker Mayfield. Even though I totally gave him a little bit of crap last last week. But we are planting our flag in Oklahoma. I agree. I loved it. Baker Mayfield, fantastic
0: game. We called it. This Ohio State team was just not that good. Not the that fir- good. The first half of Indiana was much more indicative of this team as a whole than what they showed in the second half. Oklahoma absolutely beat the crap out of them, and I think the only reason it was close in the first half two huge turnovers. And in Oklahoma, it was it was still a close game. And I think the second half they just came out, rolled all over them. J T Barrett is on a regression. It's from bizarre. four years ago. Have you
2: seen that in like a quarterback? No. I mean, in the NFL, you see that when the age kind of starts coming into play. But I mean, JT... thank, thank God for Cardell Jones. They might <laughs> they might have never won the national championship. They might not have. J T Barrett really just is not a force. when He does not have the arm to compete at this level, and he doesn't have the arm to compete at the next level. And at a certain point, you can't just keep like pounding it on the ground. They got a great freshman running back there at Ohio State, so their season's not over. That's for sure. It's not over, but, but the, I don't think they're. I think they're it's done. too tough. of I don't.
0: It. I don't think they're a very good team, and that showed in the second half. They got absolutely beat down, gave up fourteen points in the third and fourth quarters. And you know what? I didn't. I didn't call Oklahoma straight up. I was very confident that they were going to at least cover and make this a close game. Thought it would come down to the wire, but Ohio State disappointing. Actually, I mean, not for me because I I wanted Oklahoma to win. Didn't think they were you know going to necessarily, but they they looked pathetic, Ohio State, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I mean the fact moving... that they couldn't jump on Oklahoma after after the first the two first half turnovers.
2: I thought was ridiculous. A cat with nine lives. They were given the nine lives.
0: They were given the nine lives, and you know it's only the second game of the year, and people weren't so sure about them, including us after the first game. Now I now I think I know what kind of team Ohio State is, and I don't think they're very good. So,
2: but I have a question question so does this not speak a little bit of volume about the big 10 which i think the big 10 is a great conference i think they're very competitive they're offensively challenged in areas i think we talk about it with michigan and maybe space will figure it out and he he will be the quarterback they need at michigan but i like that's why i think they can compete with michigan and penn state because there just is no dominant quarterback and there's no dominant offense that is beating the crap out of these other teams in the Big Twelve and the SEC. It's just the Big Ten does not have the foundation on offense, and I could be completely wrong, but I I've been picking correctly, so I I think I have a little backing here.
0: Yeah, you know what? It, it's kind of tough to say, but I have to I have to agree with you. I mean, you look at the top teams in the Big Ten, um, like you said, Michigan, all kind of offensively challenged. Great defense, um, great, but and the Big Ten has good defense, and, and that's. For me, it really, it really, it always does come down to the defense because. But you, that wouldn't match up with an Alabama defense
2: because that Alabama defense would be so suffocating your offense that right. I, I agree. With they'd that. find a way to score, it.
0: but you know, I think there is one team in college football, um, maybe not this year, but as a whole, a Jim Harbaugh coach team. I think Michigan. I think is one of those places that gets top players and will continue to do that as long yeah. as he's the coach there. So will will they be as good as Alabama year in and year out? No. But I think they're, they can assemble they're, the team. They're a team that has a chance to assemble and get the recruits to be on that type of level. Um, and obviously, Wilton Spate is not—you know—he's not your Heisman-winning quarterback. No, It doesn't need to be though. With that team, that team doesn't need a, a quarterback. You know, like uh, a Matt Liner on USC, a Vince Young on Texas, uh, Sam Darnold this year. Um, but yeah, you look at
2: Wisconsin. Offensive, kind of offensively challenged, ground and pound kind of game. Just that doesn't help at the end of a right. game when you're down or trailing. It and, doesn't.
0: And you know Ohio State. You know you would think that at the beginning of the year they probably have the best chance to have a successful offense. Thinking JT Barrett has been there for 15 years, um, <laughs> and they've had they have a very good defense. I mean I know they had a lot of a lot of guys lost to the draft, um, especially a couple first round defensive backs. But you know offensive struggles in the Big Ten. I do think the team with the best chance to make it out is probably Penn State.
2: Okay, and I think that's interesting you said that because I was going to ask you which team you felt most comfortable going into the playoffs. I think Michigan this year. I think they were so close, and you can obviously say the same about Penn State last year. I just, I think it's like you said, it's a Jim Arbaugh coach team. I really think that their offense will be capable enough to win games. And it's amazing to me because the games we're going to have at the end of the season, whether it's Penn State, Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State, I mean, even throw the Wisconsin games in there. But the Big Ten's going to beat the crap out of each other this year, and it's really going to come down to the committee what they feel comfortable putting into the playoff, and there has to be a Big Ten team there. So I'm going to say Michigan is going to be my team coming out of the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, I, I could see it, and, and I agree with you. I think Wilton Spate, you know, I don't think he's very good, but I think he will get better. I mean, we judged him pretty harshly off that Week 1 effort in which he was pretty bad, but was playing a Florida Gators defense. That is tough, a lot that's tougher fair. than most defenses he will see. But as we get towards his playoffs and the end of the year, those are the kind of defenses that are going to be in the playoff. You know, you got your Alabamas. Um, I don't think LSU is going to make it, but defenses like that that are top-notch. Suffocating. Um, suffocating. I mean, that, that's the word for it. I mean, there's not you're not going to win in college football without at least – a very above average defense. No, I mean, absolutely. I don't care who you are. Um, you look at Clemson last year, one of the best defensive lines in college football. And they had it. the
2: offense to and they
0: match did it. Had the and that, I
2: think that's what helped against Alabama. Right. And,
0: you, and you saw the game, you know, two years in a row, a championship game. Very exciting. Except last year, Clemson did make the last play to win the game. And while
2: we're on Clemson, let's talk. Good win against Auburn. Great Keep win. It, against keeping Auburn. it up against the SEC. And Auburn's not Alabama. and But again, Clemson did just beat Alabama last year or so. I, I like this Clemson team again. I think the ACC is becoming more of a football-centered division. Obviously, their or conference, I know their basketball is a super important thing, and I love it out there as well, but their, their football is pretty good. I mean, Florida State is a good team. I know they lost Alabama, but they also lost their starting quarterback, so it's going to be tough. And then, of course, we already talked about Baker Mayfield, but Lamar Jackson for Louisville. I mean, he's an absolute Heisman candidate, six touchdowns last week. And that's an explosive team that can catch you off guard. That's an offense that can catch even the top defenses and maybe upset them. Right,
0: and I do love Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's, he's a great player. The thing I worry about with Louisville, Louisville, Louisville is that they're not competitive enough on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that's what will eventually be their downfall. I don't know if it's going to be this week against Clemson, which, you know, funny to think of it, that's one of the games we're going to pick, so we're definitely going to break that game down, but... You know, Louisville, Heisman Trophy candidate, but I, I just don't think they have enough firepower on both sides of the ball to get it done.
2: No, and that's fair. And I wouldn't pick Louisville in most cases. I'm just thinking that in the grand scheme of things that football is getting a little bit better outside the SEC. Yes. And for the longest time, from what we grew up with, it just was SEC basketball, not SEC football. And then you were always hoping for USC, also a team we're going to talk about after the break. But that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge at LibertyTalk.fm, AM, FM, 24-7, and I Heart Radio. We'll be back after the break with our picks, and we'll tell you how successful we've been so far.
0: What's up, what's up, everybody? This is the Sporting Edge. We are back, and this week's podcast is brought to you by Audible Trial. Get your free audiobook. Download it, www.audibletrial.com slash Edge. Sign up. A lot of great titles. Great for the car. Um, definitely been using it a lot lately. When well, I haven't been listening to college football and pro football, but speaking of college, Clemson-Louisville. This is a big game. Clemson on the road, um, and this is not their first test of the year. Louisville, on the other hand, this is their biggest test of the year so far. Clemson a three-point favorite right now, and I've got some facts for you. This is why I'm siding with Clemson. They've won their last eight road games against ACC opponents, scoring 20-plus points in those games and putting up over 400 yards. And I know they don't have Deshaun Watson this year, who is obviously the kingpin of why they were so successful last year, but Kelly Bryant has completed 70% of his passes this year. I know they only put up 13 points last week, but... I think this Clemson team is going to get enough done on offense, but the defensive line is playing at an outrageous level right now, and that's what scares me about them against Louisville, As I know Lamar Jackson is a great player, but I don't think he'll be able to find as many holes against this Clemson defense as he did last week, and that's why I like Clemson to win in, in a somewhat tight game. I mean, last year this game was fantastic, and Lamar Jackson almost single-handedly brought Louisville back, but... This game has the makings of me, you know, of a twenty-four thirteen, twenty-four ten game that looks closer on the scoreboard than it actually is, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you know Clemson's defense will basically shut down Lamar Jackson this week.
2: So I've been struggling, and when you're when you're dealing with perfection, you're very worried about that first game that might interrupt that. And this Louisville Clemson one has, and because I kind of alluded to it in the first segment that. Louisville has that scary offense. Lamar Jackson is all around scary. Now, the statistics you did bring up about Clemson on the road, very intriguing and very important. I think Clemson is the more tested team. I think they're stronger. I think defense wins championships, especially in college football. I am going with Clemson too. Minus three is an awesome, awesome get. And you could say, oh, you're falling into the way trap, they're on the road. But Clemson has proven themselves on the road. They can win outside of Clemson. So I'm going to go with Clemson as well. I love the new quarterback. I think that he's going to, like Spates, we just need to see him grow with this team. The defense is there for him. The defense is going to shut people down just like they did Auburn last week in the and, second and half. That takes a lot of pressure off any quarterback, especially
0: a quarterback who doesn't have that much experience. Knowing that he's got a defense going out there that can probably compete with any offense in the country and like I said before, I had to bring it up again. Clemson's defensive line is suffocating. I mean, I think they're I think they're playing at the top level of college football right now. And obviously, football starts at the line of scrimmage. And this Clemson team, I mean, you know, held Auburn to six points last week. And I forgot who they play. Week one, but I think it was like fifty they won fifty
2: six to. Seven. Right, they were playing like some if,
0: dog team, but
2: and they didn't even come out to play in the fourth. But quarter still, I mean,
0: this defensive line is just so impressive to me. And I, I agree with you. I think the three points is definitely worth it. Um, this game was super close last year, but I think, I think this is a little bit of a trap game to take Louisville, honestly.
2: That's what the, okay, maybe this is a trap on Louisville's end. I, and you can see, everyone can argue it in any, any way possible. We, we're going to go with Clemson. We love Clemson. We went with them last week, but we're going with another team that we chose last week. And I hate, and I hate taking a lot of points, but because the line is shifting so fast, we hopped on them at minus 15. We're going to go USC this week against Texas. This has been, I've been seeing the commercials, and the commercials are right. A rivalry game happens every year, and for some reason, we have been kept from this matchup. And I don't even know if they're rivals, but this USC-Texas was the most unbelievable, at least to me, college football championship game. And they've just been postponing this matchup again, and it's back while Texas is still limp. And I don't want to he, use the other word I want to use what <laughs> behind limp. but I mean, to, I mean,
0: to be honest, let's be real, that USC and Texas have really not been good in college football, I think, for the past seven or eight years.
2: USC is better than Texas. They, better, Texas is but a losing a,
0: team. Under, underachieved. Underachieved USC. is this the right I word. I mean, I probably four or five years ago, preseason number one, they end up going seven and six. They have underachieved. And, you know, if this is the year that they're going to do it, I mean, they have the number, they're probably the number one. The most
2: efficient offense through two weeks, apparently. Right, and so, the
0: reason, you know, I, I picked this game too, and obviously I, I hate taking games with big point spreads. I mean, this is about as far as I'll go, but because it is two teams that, I don't, I don't want to call them, you know, rivals every year, but I mean, that was the, probably the best college football game ever, maybe besides
2: the band on the field, but. Maybe even this Clemson game against Alabama, which we'll talk about later. Right,
0: but USC, I think this is going to be a beat down I think I, I just, Texas up. is not good enough. I don't think Texas is good, and I don't care that they beat San Jose State last week. I think, like Ohio State, they showed who they really were in Week One. Didn't come out to play against Maryland, got beat, and I think USC just torches them. I think this 15 points will be eclipsed probably midway through the second quarter. I think Sam Darnold throws for 400 yards. He
2: definitely found his his stride, and against that's the best part about it. They beat a good Stanford team. All oh, right, and. The Pac-12 is what the Pac-12 is, but they went out and did what they needed to do and won against Stanford. Plain yeah. and simple, covered the spread easily, won by two touchdowns or more. Uh, this offense, like they said, is the most efficient offense currently in college football, and this is maybe what we've been waiting for from USC. And I think Sam Darnold keep showing us, you know, because you're the guy, you're the man, you're the number one overall pick, supposedly. I'm loving what I'm seeing from USC so far. Obviously, I'm a big UCLA fan. And since we each take our own individual pick each week, I'm going to just say it since I brought it up. I'm taking UCLA on the road this week. Minus three against Memphis. Josh Rosen has been playing out of his mind. Don't know his draft caliber, but doesn't even matter because at this level, he's performing like an absolute champ. I think they go to Memphis, take this one easily. Minus three seems too easy to me at this point. And you know what? That could be... Arrogant, ignorant, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to go with UCLA here minus three. Not a whole lot to talk about other than the fact that Josh Rosen's going to go in there and get the job done.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree. It's a nice, nice little Friday night game. It
2: a little, is a little appetizer to the appetizer. Do NFL. you like getting teased? I like getting like a nice little teaser. Right. Go, we'll talk about the NFL and why maybe I needed to wait a little longer. But
0: <laughs> my uh, my next pick, I'm taking Mississippi State at home versus the LSU Tigers. I love the line plus seven and a half right now. I mean, you look at the past three meetings between these two teams, decided by five or fewer points. I mean, I think this Mississippi State team, no matter how good they are each year, they compete with LSU. And LSU, um, I think they're a pretty good team. I do like Ed Orgeron. I like, what, I like what he does for a team. I wish USC would have kept him. I just think Mississippi State's going to keep this thing close. And I love the fact that they're at home. Um, so I think this game, this game comes down to a final play. I like that pick play. for you. I do. I mean, I, I love the I don't plus think it's, seven and a half. Yeah, I like the plus seven and a half. I just don't I don't think this game is going to get out of hand. So Very um, defensive in the SEC. Very but defensive. But
2: we have our Oklahoma pick of the week. Me and you are going to watch the TV the same way we did with Oklahoma versus Ohio State. Because we, we back this team. We want this team to prove to us that they're back on the map. That they don't need Peyton Manning anymore. That Tennessee is going to come back with a fury. Now... Tennessee this week is going up against Florida, and we have badmouth Florida. We watched them lose to Michigan, who we picked against them. We're riding against Florida again this week. Plus four and a half, we're taking the Tennessee Volunteers, and we could not be more excited.
0: I Tennessee is just like that little brother you always want to see do well. Yeah. Sometimes he lets you down. A lot of the times he lets you down, but you stick with him. He was, he's was he been I, young recently, and I, he's growing. I've been on the Tennessee train, I think, for the past three years just nonstop taking them and they've won some big games and they've blown quite a few games. Last year though, the game against Florida probably one of the biggest comebacks in college football. um you know if you remember that game it was an awesome game and I think I think this is going to be another great game. The thing that worries me about Florida and def- definitely a little bit of a problem with Tennessee too, the quarterback trouble they can never seem to have a guy that they put under center that they keep there for the entire year. And that's what I don't like about them. Not only is their offense not very good, but they just, they no consistency. You need a quarterback on the field who's going to be there and stop switching around. I also love John Kelly. Averaging five and a half yards per carry for the Tennessee ball is going to be a big factor on Saturday.
2: No, I believe so too. And like we always harp on, it's just the S, the lack of quarterbacks in the SEC. And you can talk about your A.J. McCarrens and all the people who have gone pro, but they're not starting anywhere. So... I don't know what the deal is. Maybe quarterbacks don't like going to such a defensive conference because they think they're going to get beat upon. That might be the answer right there. But we're riding Tennessee. We're going to get a Tennessee flag, and we hope their quarterback pulls another Baker Mayfield and plants it right in the center of the field in Gainesville. We're on the road this week, it sounds like. We're taking a lot of road teams. But that's all the time we have this segment as we're going on the road. We'll be back next segment, everybody. We're at Liberty Talk. FM and AMFF 24-7. This is The Sporting Edge.
1: that will help you, give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubb at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at the bubba to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The bubble report.
2: What's up, what's up, everybody? We've been super enthusiastic about college football this year. And you know what? That's kind of new to me. I, I'm a big college basketball guy. I mean, that's how I got my start here on this show, actually. But college football to me has always been a little more challenging. I never really got the players down. I was so I'm so heavily involved with the Packers, which they did win 17, 17-9. Great win. Everyone Great win. should know Aaron Rodgers came out, performed well, but it wasn't him. It was our freaking defense for the first time in a long time stepping up and shoving it down Russell Wilson's throat. But I don't mean, I don't mean to get into that right away because I'm trying to make a point. The NFL could not have started in a worse fashion this year. It was a bad week. A bad week. The amount of defensive touchdowns, the amount of turnovers, the amount of terrible quarterback play from Brady to Breeze to Dalton. To Andy, Andy Fulton. He's he, just at fault up, for everything. kept it up on Thursday night. He's keeping it up on Thursday night. And we're shooting the show early because we're going to the BMW Championship this week where we're going to be doing live stuff and getting... And we'll talk about that more at the end of the show. But quarterbacks have just been terrible so far. And I understand if you took Alex Smith or you had Sam Brad Sam Bradford, how about that? Sam Bradford and Alex Smith won NFC and AFC Player of the Week. Right, and how? About, That's Jared, for the first week of football. Right. And how about Jared Goff came to play? Jared, these quarterbacks were terrible. Like, your it's my mind's blown. My fantasy season has come to an end at week one. And when you throw 125 dollars in the toilet, basically week one, it's just one of the. Like, it, was, it is heartbreaking. You are very emotionally attached to your fantasy team as a male or female. I don't know how. Who's picking out there? Whatever you are, it doesn't not, matter. What gender? Not saying
0: I'm happy about it because I wanted to see you do well, but Voodoo Wits did Voodoo. call for a big injury was, week one, and it had to be David Johnson. Happy. And I
2: and I watched the play and I knew it was happening. And it, it was a bad break for him. It was it was a terrible. It's break. really not a play that he he, he ever really. is Well, Carson Palmer in was awful. He was, he was god bad. awful in that he game. And you went zero and three in your picks. I went two and one. So right. overall, I'm I'm. 8 and 1 in both leagues but I the football was still tough let me tell you it was tough and I watched that play and I knew it was going to happen it was Palmer with desperation flick up to David Johnson for a 25 yard first down and he just got smoked he was left so vulnerable that I didn't I didn't need to see the hit to know that my fantasy season had ended and the fumble just showed that his wrist wasn't in place. Right. I mean... He, he, yeah. David Johnson just needs to be catching screen passes and running down the field. And he can do that. And they... they I mean, they were in the red zone to start the game three possessions in a row, and they couldn't run in the end zone. You know what? It is what it is. That's why they have daily fantasy. But it was tough, Xander. I mean, your picks didn't come to fruition. I'm glad I was on the other end of the Dallas... You know what? At least, mine, at least mine didn't give
0: me any heartbreak. At least they were blowouts. I'd rather have that than losing the last play of the game. No, yeah. Because my, my picks were so far off. The Bengals looked like a high school football team. Andy Dalton. Dude, they look. I, I don't understand how you can be a. Five, negative fantasy points. Six years in the league, made the playoffs every year but last year, and the guy looks like he hasn't played quarterback in the NFL before. Absolutely atrocious. Eli Manning, I'm, I'm not putting the, the entire blame on him. That. Offense really cannot run without Odell Beckham. It was very apparent that game was another beat beatdown. Um,
2: but like back to the Bengals real quick. This this needs to it be was the
0: unacceptable. End. This
2: needs to be the end of Marvin Lewis. It's unacceptable that you've had this long to prepare because you're outs in the playoffs because you just have you just can't get to the next level. And how long do we have to listen to Andy Dalton's the perfect average quarterback? Is that going to do anything for you? Average doesn't even mean anything more when you're below at that point now, which he is. Four interceptions and a fumble. He had negative three fantasy points in standing. And did not was not as bad week
0: two against the Texans, but still, there's a lot of stuff to work on. Also, the, the offensive line. I, I can't I can't always put a hundred percent of the blame on one person. The offensive line was bad. I know they're going up against one of the most stout front sevens in football, but it was it was kind of hard to watch at times. I think he's gonna turn it around. I mean, you're back but, on the optimism for him. I, the, just because you can never just put him in the coffin
2: should, and lay it to rest. Because
0: guys usually revert back. I mean, the guy threw for four thousand yards last year. He's been in the league for five years and has never been historically bad. Has been pretty average. I just, I just don't see him going down a path looking like he's never played before and pulling Andrew Luck because the guy, Andy Dalton, he's been healthy. He's put up points. I think the Bengals team will be okay. You know, they're not a playoff team this year. Not in that division. If they no. can't compete, if they can't I, compete I, they with might, the Ravens,
2: they're not. They might They're not right getting three eight. teams from that division.
0: No, I. All, but also on the other side, I don't think the Ravens are that good. Neither I think, do I? I, I think, think the that Steelers, game was it, a combination of just the Bengals being atrocious. The Ravens played great on defense, had a lot of pressure. But I think I think we'll see the Bengals' offensive line is going to get beat down this year. That's my opinion.
2: And that's unfortunate. So I I have a qualm to pick, or quarrel, whatever the word is that I don't know in the English dictionary. The NFL came out with a power ranking for the the new power rankings of this week. And they put the Steelers at number one in the power rankings. Ahead of the Packers. And you know what? I don't need the Packers to be number one. I don't need to rub it in that they won this week against Seattle and they're on the road to Atlanta where they're going to win this week. But I got to tell you. The Steelers almost lost to the Browns. And I know the end score doesn't show that as a result, but they start the game with a block punt for a touchdown, and then that game's back and forth, which I might have to give a little bit of credit to, to Deshaun Kaiser, who did not look bad in his first NFL start. He looks like he belongs in this league. I agree. And you know what? Maybe that's what Cleveland needs. They've been drafting quarterbacks like Manziel, who... Thought his shit didn't stink. I mean, he, they've been drafting quarterbacks that like, oh, I am the best already coming in. Where Kaiser was a late round pick, there wasn't a lot of talk about him being an NFL quarterback. I mean, he was going to be a backup. He's athletic as can be, and, and you got the quarterback whisper and Hugh Jackson.
0: And I and I think I think this will be a good. mix. I think Kaiser looks like a guy who not only can handle the heat, but can get a lot better. I mean, he showed some flashes and i love the fact that he's mobile he rushed for a touchdown in his first game yeah he went 20 of 31 i mean i think th- i think there's some things to look up for for the brown- moving forward i think the
2: browns right. are and my- miles garrett didn't even play week 1 so so but that what to so my point is is even them getting better the steelers didn't show me why they're the number 1 team in the league that i antonio brown showed did. me why he should be the number 1 pick I mean, Le'Veon, Bell, Le'Veon was Bell
0: having his worst worst game ever.
2: He had a worse game than David Johnson, but he's still going to be playing next week, so I can't really say much. Antonio Brown came to play, almost 200 yards receiving, 10 plus receptions. So, I I tried changing it up this year. I went with the running back, and I'm now thinking, you know what? An injury is an injury, and I can't that won't happen every year at that position. But gosh, golly, hindsight being 2020, Antonio Brown or Antonio Brown. Looks like the best pick out there right now. and Because it is right. With Roethlisberger being on the field, he's going to Antonio. I like Jesse or Jesse James, by the way, too.
0: Yeah. Two receiving touchdowns
2: good. in that game. I still don't think they're the number one ranked power team. My Packers, baby. I needed a little help from the Bears for the first time ever. I was bear whispering, and I didn't get crap from it. As Jordan Howard dropped a pass, Balami, no hammy. Like, he has no hands. Like, I... Whatever is Bellamy, he has never caught a pass in his life. He cannot hold on to the ball. And it,
0: Kevin White injured again. Well, um, I don't know what gonna Kevin
2: gonna Kevin White's playing four games in three years. Four years, isn't it? Isn't it? This is it not on his third year? This is, uh, but dude. He is. That is just blast me that he's been this injury prone. But I mean, I needed we, the Bears to win that game, and, and they, they couldn't do it for
0: me. Well, they were playing the defending uh, Super, Bowl, not games, Super Bowl losers. Super um, Bowl losers. Speaking of them, though. I've got my pick of the week, and it's your pack against the Falcons at home. I think I think we're going to see a beatdown. I think the Packers are going to put up forty plus points on the Falcons. And, and honestly, I think this is going to be a down year for Atlanta. I mean, the the stats back up the fact that a team that's gotten to the Super Bowl and lost has not fared very well the next year. I mean, no. I think half the time, and in the especially past from
2: years, the NFC South,
0: right, Carolina, right, Saints. Um, I, I think it's going to be a down year and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to exploit this Falcons defense. But, a little trouble on an offensive line in Green Bay. Both tackle positions are question marks right now. But Belaga
2: I, was a little ill this week and we're hoping that he comes out to play. I like Jari Evans where he is. I think that's going to be a big play. And because you're taking my Packers, you know, and the Sporting Edge fans should know, that, that pick's going to be... I'm going to go with him as well. This is This is the year. This is the Aaron Rodgers year. It is, there's no more waiting. This defense isn't the number one defense in the league. Not even in the top 10, don't I don't believe. Be. They don't need to be. They it just is, can't, they can't be as as last year. No, it. they can't be as, I think Devon House looked a lot better being back from Jacksonville. I think we're glad to have him. The young bucks that we have are safety. I think we have one of the best safety combos in the league. I think Ha Clinton-Dix and Morgan Burnett are up there in terms of top-class safeties. And then Mike Daniels was should have been defense player of the week. Sack, sack fumble. I mean... But he yeah, was, I mean, causing that, that was Holding that Seattle offense, I think, to nine points. No touchdowns. Good. We have yet to let a touchdown. The Bengals can't score, and we don't allow scoring. So <laughs> we do face the Bengals in week four. So that should be an interesting game. But. Me and you, we're both going to be on Aaron Rodgers. We're going to both be on the Packers. But we have the rest of our game picks when we come back from the break, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge at Liberty LibertyTalk.fm. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We're offering up free apparel for the NFL. We're also offering up Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. So come get it from us. be happy to hand it to you. I know some of you guys have been commenting on our Instagram posts. But we'll be back after this segment with another set of our picks. And hopefully Roz can stay dominant. What's up, what's up, everybody? We are back for our last segment of the day. We're going to give you the rest of our NFL picks, and me and Xander are kind of straying away from each other. I mean, we both had opposite end weeks in the NFL. I went 2-1, he went 0-3. Nothing too spectacular, so we're taking four games this week. We already told you that we're backing Aaron Rodgers, the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. I don't even know who Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana are. Maybe Brett Favre is the only one in comparison, but Aaron Rodgers, the greatest quarterback of all time. We're backing him at plus three on the road in Atlanta. Let's battle a little bit here, Wits. Okay. Because I know you wanted to do this. You're battling one of our other friends. I think you're doing these picks as spite picks, but they're not spite picks. They are spite picks. They're not spite picks. I I honestly think You could not tell
0: me the Jets are a capable team. They're not? But, as I've learned watching the NFL for this long, as a team, you are never as good as you look, and you are never as bad as you look. And at any given Sunday, any team can beat any other team. I honestly think the Jets have a chance to win this week against Oakland. There is no good reason why, and I don't know why I feel this way. In Oakland, they're going cross-country. They're going cross-country. Plus their team is okay, so you're taking the spread. I'm taking the spread. I honestly think they have a chance to win. I'm not gonna bet him straight up. Josh McCown took it. will up. take the thirteen points. I just think when everything is stacked against you, I I just think the Jets have a chance to win this.
2: Everything game. was stacked against them last week against the Bills, and you took the Bills.
0: I'm, no, I mean I just I thought the Bills were gonna outplay him and they did. But Josh McCown, they really underutilized Bilal Powell, who's on my fantasy they team. They did not touch him and he's they on my fantasy him. team. Get Forte out of there. He's had his time. He's old. It's done. Bilal Powell is a game changer. He is a game changer. Versatile. They did, they did not utilize him.
2: Oh. And the, the offense, I know McCown has some potential. I know he he's, So he's not he's but a career he's, backup. I think he's, re- he's reached his potential, but that potential is good enough to put points up on the board. It Does is. it mean it's going to win? No. But he can put good points. Enough. And you know what?
0: The offense is not my key for this game. I think the Jets' defense is going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. They're angry. They're upset. Their team sucks. They're going to come out to play. I think the Jets are going to have a terrible year with McConaughey center. This week, however, I think they are going to beat the Raiders, knock out half the people in our survivor pool, including yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm going Raiders, obviously. That's why I wanted to bring this up. I'm I'm even taking the Raiders minus 13. I think that's the biggest NFL spread I've taken since the Patriots last year. And I'm not worried at all. I really am not. I think Derek Carr, a little rusty, but even in his rustiness, was excellent last week.
1: He Won the good. game.
2: I feel I love this Raiders team. I don't know what it is. I'm not a Raiders fan, and I, I can't claim to be one, but I love them. I love seeing them on TV. I love their uniforms. I love just the players. Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper, two of the best college football players of all time at their wide receiver position, coming to this one team. And now they get to be both. I think it's like almost like a 1A, 1B type thing there because he loves going to Crabtree. And obviously, Cooper was targeted four times in the same possession in the red zone last week. I love it. I love their offense. Marshawn Lynch is a beast still. He was fine. 12K, so you know he's ready to run and earn even more money next week. I mean, this Raiders team, I think it's going to be easy. And I, no one ever said it was going to be easy, but I'm telling you right now, it's going to be easy. And we're going to move away from that because that is my survivor pick. I cannot jinx it any more than I already did. I need to stay in there. We're going to talk. You don't want the wits voodoo against you. We don't because I lost David Johnson with the wits voodoo. But... You're also going against our friend Jared who's been on the show talking golf. He picked the Steeler, or he didn't pick the Steelers. She's picking against the Browns. You want the Browns, right? I, I want the Browns plus 8. I think the Browns are going to win this game straight up, so I will, Answer gl- the Ravens. I will
0: gladly take the 8 points. I the Ravens looked good in week 1. I talked about it before. I thought that was a more of a product of the ben- the Bengals being atrocious. They did put a lot of pressure on Andy Dalton, and that does worry me a little bit with Deshaun Kaiser, a young quarterback. But like I said, I think he's a guy who can make some plays. This Cleveland defense is much better, has gotten much better this year, and even without Miles Garrett in the first game. I feel like we're, we're repeating a lot of this stuff, but i, I got to talk about it. We're taking the Browns this week. I think Kaiser makes a couple plays, and I think Joe Flacco flops.
2: I Only threw for 126 yards week one. I'm not confident enough to take this game because I can be a wussy here and there. But I, I like the pick you're taking. I think I don't think the Ravens are as good as they were against the Bengals. I think the Bengals are just terrible. But that leads to my picks. And I'm really excited to say that I didn't bite. I think Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's going to be completely fine. I know he threw under 50%. I know Drew Brees threw under 50% last week. And they're meeting up. And I think an awesome Titanic quarterback matchup. Maybe it's a couple years too late. I don't believe so, except for maybe Drew Brees, because I think Patriots minus six is just the easiest bet I've seen. That Saints defense is terrible. Sam Bradford was NFC Player of the Week. Tom Brady is going to be AFC Player of the Year because of this game. He's going to throw for eight touchdowns, 560 yards. He's going to torch the Saints team. Not even a question. Brandon Cooks coming home to New Orleans. He's on my fantasy team. He's about to have 40 points like Kareem Hunt last week. I'm feeling good. I'm going with the Patriots. They were 13-1 and one against the spread last year with a couple of ties, obviously, here because that didn't add up to 16 weeks. 13-1 and one against the spread. I'm feeling good that they already lost their one this year. I'm riding the Patriots minus six.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm staying away from this game just because I, I just don't know what's going to happen. I don't think Breeze or Brady could possibly look as bad as they did last week, but you never know. Um, I think they'll be fine. Drew Brees, I think, obviously, a little bit more wear and tear on his body. I know know they're both around the same age, but Tom Brady will be fine. Drew Brees will be fine. I just don't think this Saints team is good enough to get out of that division. No,
2: and it's sad because I like Brees. I just think he's just going to kind of ride off into the sunset. But you've got one more pick, and I've got one more pick. Who's your last pick? Well, I took all my picks already. Uh, You got the Redskins, though. Oh, you're right. You almost left. I mean, (laughs) Washington— You almost left the Washington team out. We don't use that word on
0: the sporting. Yes, hatch. absolutely. Um Redskins week one. Kirk Cousins brutal. James and Crowder brutal.
2: Interception in the red zone.
0: Interception in the Interception want,
2: Kirk. All I wanted to do is talk to you about him. Just he throws games away. He, he throws it to the other he team. Does. Um, so tell me why. <laughs> tell me why this week will be different. I, I just, Jared Goff,
0: great week one, playing an atrocious defense. <laughs> They're playing I the
2: worst team I think I've ever seen. I
0: don't think he plays that well week two. But more on the other hand, I think Kirk Cousins comes out to play. I think he's going to throw for 4,500 yards this year. That that's my only reasoning. I just yep. think they're you're gonna not win even give
2: it. them the five thousand plateau. The no. guy threw for a lot of yards last year. I know. I'm giving forty five hundred. So you're Great taking year. you're taking the Redskins. Not not much reasoning. This, you, I, enough <laughs> with the facts and the reasoning. I just think the Redskins are going to win the well, game. Well, you need some weight. I I think it's amazing. The Redskins are underdogs here. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely going to probably throw money on that when the time comes. I mean, they're the late game, so hopefully I do well at, during the noon stretch, and I'll throw a little side bet on them. But I'm not going to touch that game yet because I'm a little nervous. Hope the line goes up a little bit. My last game, and it's tough. I, I definitely don't do it in college basketball because it's always a trap. And I fall into it here and there, but we take a lot of road teams, and we took a lot this week. We're on Green Bay. You're on the Jets. You're on the Redskins. You're on the Browns. are all the way. Me, I'm on the Packers. I'm on the Patriots. And I'm on this team. I'm on the Tennessee Titans because we were talking about teams who might have looked too good for what they actually are. Jacksonville looked too good for what they actually are. They played an atrocious Houston Texans team. The offense there with Tom Savage was disgusting. It was hard to watch, and they kept putting it on red zone, so it was very, very upsetting. (laughs) Tennessee played well against Oakland last week, and I like Marcus Mariota. First drive, ran in for a touchdown. Tennessee's a good team this year. I love Corey Davis, who got a lot of targets. I picked him up on the waiver wire. I would suggest you guys look at him for Daily Fantasy as well as waiver wire picks. I like Mariota this week. So minus one, it started as a pick. I think Tennessee goes to Jacksonville, wins it. I know it's going to be an emotional homecoming for Jacksonville and the state of Florida. For all these teams, I mean, Tampa's going to be hosting the Chicago Bears. Yep. A lot went on with Hurricane Irma, and our uh, condolences goes out to everybody who was lost for Hurricane Irma. But even with this homecoming, I think the Tennessee Titans are ready to roll. And it's in, they're embarrassed that the Jaguars are in first place of their division. They're embarrassed they play in the division with the Colts, which is the worst team in NFL history, behind their worst draft pick of all time, Andrew Luck. I'm feeling good for the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to win this one. I would love to have gotten them at a pick, but I got them at minus one. So what's the difference? But that's all the time we have this week, everybody. We are going to be at the BMW Championship tomorrow. We are very excited. I'm going to talk to Spieth. You might see a Sporting Edge sign on television. Don't count on that, but we'll see what happens we are at libertytalk.fm, AM, FM 24 7, and iHeartRadio. Also, all of our social media platforms are available to you. We will see you next week. Have a fantastic weekend of football, boys and women. We'll
0: <laughs> revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Promoting peace,
1: liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm.